So guys, listen, um, we're very lucky today. Uh, we got Luna von Schittenhausen. She's <laughs> she's with us today, and uh, you know she's a little four-year-old blue, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Is, is this her debut? This is. Well, I don't know. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah. She hasn't been on A and E yet. So did she Maybe. watch the movie Never Alone with You? Um, well, she snored right next to me while how because she she sleeps a lot. She's yeah. a lazy broad. I don't know, you know. So guys, think about this. Think about being 16 years old and you're at Disneyland with all your friends. It's 2020, February 13th, and you're having a great time and all your buddies are high-fiving each other because you at 16, you're the first guy in the group that got a girlfriend and you're super excited about it, right? And now you got school on Monday. Well, what happens? Well, I'll tell you what happens. It's called Never Alone, and we have the director, Paul Bunch, here today to tell us about this. So, Paul, what happened? Yeah, uh, my son's world came to a screeching halt is what ah. happened. We, uh, as you said, he, he got this incredible piece of news. This girl he was crazy about said, yeah, man, let's seal it with a kiss Monday at school. And yeah. Yeah. So we, uh, he was, I just remember driving him there, and he was all giggly, butterflies, you know. And we pulled up to the gate, gate's closed. And a security guard comes out and says, hey, sorry, we didn't get the word out sooner, but there's no school today. And we're going to be closed for a while um, because of this whole new virus thing. And we drove home in silence. And <laughs> that's Luna how didn't. we felt. <laughs> that's exactly how we felt. Uh, no, it was tough. It was tough. It was a tough moment. <laughs> But you know what? Um, the movie's beautiful, guys. Yeah. I mean, Brandy, you saw the movie. What What did you think of that that uh, that part of it? You know, I mean, as far as like the love story part, you know, I, you know, I, on other levels, I guess I could relate. But um, as far as the kid portion of it, I definitely relate. You know, of of how difficult that it was on them to be isolated and away from their friends. And the depression that it caused, mm -hmm. and uh, you know the fear and the stress. I mean, it, it and it's still just you know. I mean, luckily people are just. I think they're just over it, and they they're just making their way out. Yeah. You know, because they they realize that it was more unhealthy to isolate yourself because people need companionship. Other people, yeah. You know, you just emotional do. health. Well, well yeah. you and Paul are on the same page because you both had young ones at the house. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You saw yeah. it. Yeah, and you know, it's we were talking earlier with with Paul and, and Troy. Um, it I never felt it, you know. It's you know, and that must have been horrible on, on the kids because they'd see you two leave, mm -hmm. right? I didn't leave. No? I also was yeah. I, they shut down every because I you know I always have a couple of jobs, so right. <laughs> everything was shut down. Mm -hmm. Storage so wars was, was shut down completely. No, there was no yeah, there was no show. I didn't do anything. Uh, of the uh, motorsports stuff that I was doing, I wasn't. I wasn't doing anything. Everything was shut down, so I was with them. So let's get to this thing. Um, the beautiful thing about this, Paul, you got to tell us. I mean, you know, tell everybody how much this movie cost and what, what, what. You know, the magic, how it happened. I mean, and guys, I'm talking about real magic because movies are super expensive, and he had a whole bunch of love come his way. Tell us about that, Paul. Yeah, so when, when we first decided to make the movie, and I want to give um, my, my co-director, uh, Albert Sortoyo, a lot of credit here because we, he, when we sat down 
and we're thinking about what should we do, you know, he said something profound. He, he, he mentioned to me, he was like, you know, if you look back through history, throughout all the calamities, uh, what you find is that it's the artists who clock those experiences in their art. They capture, uh, like an example that he gave was during the bubonic plague in Europe, if you go back and look at the paintings of that time, oh, the yeah. death is right there in the paintings. Absolutely. And so, and so he said, you know, if we're artists, we have to do something. And, and, and so we, I remember sitting with my son going, look, we, this is what I want to do. And he, he was like, dad, you have to, he didn't want to be part of it because it was too close to him. Um, but, uh, he was like, man, that you have to. And so what ended up happening is I, I, I literally was in a situation where everyone, as you described, was, was locked down. There were no TV shows. There were not, like, we went to SAG and SAG was like, what are you crazy? We're not giving any of our SAG actors releases right now and I saw and and so there was all these obstacles but but we just decided like once I told my son I was going to do it nothing was going to stop me and sure. so 600 we just I went to my casting director and was like so we'll use non-seg right so we had 600 kids submit for this and we miracles happened these these kids that were like really talented started showing up and then then the question became like all right well we got we got talent how are we going to shoot it you know, and I, I just, I have a, a network of friends in the industry that love me and know kind of like my history. And so I just started reaching out to people saying, I got to do this. Can you help? And I know Kevin Hart gave us his studio, Heartbeat Studios, to shoot in. Uh, you hey, know, great job, Kevin. Yeah. By the way, peace out. I mean, that's that's yeah. pretty awesome. So Kim, Kim Waltrip is a producer friend of mine. I remember calling her and at first I asked her for money and she was like, it's tough right now, man. You know, everybody was struggling. So, but that night I said, she was like, what do you need? And I was like, we need basically everything I need to make a movie with. And so <laughs> literally I'm sitting at home and a semi-trailer truck pulls in front of my house and this guy gets out and he's like, here, Kim said you needed some sound and light. And he throws me the keys and I'm like, what? what? And he was like, just return it. He was like, return it when you're done. And like one, every day, another miracle like that happened. But, but can you guys imagine you're sitting at home and an 18 wheeler pulls up, the guy parks Literally. on your, your lawn basically and says, Hey, here's your sound and lighting. Give it back to me when you can. And, and I'm sure, I'm sure Paul isn't knowing how to drive an 18 wheeler. No idea. No, still, it's like, Paul, you, you know, yeah, you got a lot of love on it, and that's fantastic. <clears throat> was it more that, or was it more the subject matter, or is that a combination of the two that really got people to get on board? Well, yes, it was the subject matter. Like, people were saying, like, for instance, the, the driver said, I have a 14-year-old, man. I know why you're doing this. Here you go. And so they were, like, certain people who had a similar situation as I did were basically supporting it. And, and then the second piece was, you know, people know how much I help on other people's projects. I'm always like, I support a lot of artists and especially sure. struggling artists. So when I reach, I'm not the guy who asks for help. I'm the guy who always gives help to, to, and do everything I can to help. That's so awesome. when they, when Paul Bunch calls you and says, Hey man, I need a favor. They were like, Oh, okay. So this must be something really big. So, so everyone that I know decided to help. And we still, we still were calling. I was calling I sent out a blast email as in a, as a desperate attempt because even with all the favors, you still you need to buy food. You, you know? got to work need, it. Yeah. You still need a little cash, right? So, I remember sending emails to a network I'm in, and the coolest thing happened. Like people, restaurant owners would 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 send me an email going, "Look, man, I'm closed right now. Nobody's working. I can't really afford to help you, but here's five hundred dollars." Or like like people would would send me little checks for a hundred buck, hundred dollars. 
Wow. So it was just, it was just like amazing. Like it was really, really amazing to see. Um, and then uh, the owners of Bedrock Studios, the coolest guy in the world, this is where Green Day did their last album. He was like, if you need the studio, let me, and so we, we got Green, uh, Bedrock Studios for free. Um, and six weeks of like these amazing musicians just showing up and jamming. And I would be scribbling lyrics, handing them to these amazing musicians and they smoked a lot of weed. <laughs> they were, so they're going to be getting lit while they're doing this. Yes. Stuff. It happens. It was but, magical watching okay, that happen. Paul, let's get into this thing. Yeah. I mean, let's talk about this movie. Yeah. Every one of these actors were non-SAG actors, right? Yep. And I, I got to tell you something. I, you know, no spoiler alert here, but um, my favorite uh, by far uh, in the movie, uh, Perry. Mm, wow. Yeah. I didn't see that coming. Yeah, Perry's a genius. Perry's a badass. She is a badass. Uh, so someone else, another producer, uh, pulled me aside and said, that girl, need, like, she's not SAG either, which is shocking because she says, why wouldn't she? And she's a producer it's also, tough, right? It's tough, man. It's tough. She, she, she's, she does produce some stuff herself. She's, she's right. been, but like her performance held everything else together. You're right. So Perry and... Perry, you're a beautiful chick, by the way. By the way, nothing <laughs> yeah. but love. But uh, she plays Mary, yeah. and uh, she's basically the principal of the school, right? Right. And she's yeah. trying to hold it all together for all these kids, and she's mm. got all the pressure on her. Yeah. And my favorite scene, uh, and it's was it in the trailer? Can I talk about that? The maybe. One in the, maybe. When she's in the office with. <laughs> oh, and he, and he comes in and yeah, says he's. When she's on the phone. When she's oh, crying. That's yeah. so great. Yeah. yeah. That's so great. Yeah. I mean, I've, I fell in love with her right there. Yeah. Yeah, and so the, the way, by the way, the way I have a history in, in improv, you know, I was at the Groundling School of Improv for three years, and so I, I'm also a classically trained actor at Howard Fine up to the master class. So when I work with an actor, I understand their process. I, we talk about it and we rehearse so much because they were non-sag actors. We, sure. we, we really spend a lot of time rehearsing, but with, with, with Perry, there were so many times where I knew she was so good, I could go, we're gonna do it again, and I'm gonna throw you a curveball. And she was just like, bring it on. And like that scene was something we kind of, we kind of developed on the spot and she, she nailed it. That scene moved to where it needed to be finally on the day. The, the thing I love about this yeah. is uh, like Anderson, I, I, you know, listen, I'm sick of seeing the same old people in the movies. Mm. I want to see new stars, right? I mean, we've talked about this before, right? Yeah, and Troy? it's something that Brandy said. It's like, you know, there, there's so much emotion in this movie. It's like, you know, there's mm. fear, there's anxiety, there's all... And what Paul was able to do in my eyes was to almost assign those fears to these actors. And they kind of played out those fears. Mm. And I looked at the pandemic from 30,000 feet, right? Because I didn't have small kids at the time. I did have an, my youngest daughter finished her senior year of college at home, but that's as close as I got to it. So you don't see that nurturing time for kids and how dramatic it was to, to be away from them that whole time. And you brought it home with that. Mm -hmm. All of those tying that all together was fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. Listen, listen, this is one of those <clears throat> movies that, um, I mean, uh, Mr. Lars, Mr. Lars. Um, Mr. Lars, by the way, I'd buy his music. Yeah, no, he's good. Yeah, he's, he's really good. Well, no, and, 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 and Paul and I were talking earlier, and let me tell you something. 
That guy's a shooting star. And what's, his, what's his uh, name? Uh, Malik Wilcott. Malik and, Wilcott. And uh, he's okay. already, like, everyone, this movie is going to blow his world I up. I see him it's like an Anderson Pack. Say again? I see him like an Anderson Pack. Sure. But the one thing in the movie, guys, he comes in and he's kind of a little bit of a dick. You know, because he's just a rocker that uh, he's never taught school. He doesn't know he anything doesn't about know. kids. He's I like, I say he's a dick. I mean, I, well, just, I mean, I, he's got his own issues. Yeah, I mean, listen, he has an image of what he wanted his life to be, and this is not it. And right, I think, right. that well, yeah, like, I agree, but I, I mean, that's, that's what the whole premise of And the then he walks is, away from the kids immediately. But then you fall in love with him immediately. You do. You know, I think the way I would put it is he behaves the way a lot of humans do. Until they know the seriousness. Right. right. You know, right. like, and, right. and we all kind of, like, we all were going through this. And, it, like, I have good friends, like, like you were saying, who don't have kids. And their first reaction was, hey, we're all dealing with it. But when you have a teenager in the house, it's different, man. It's like you, I watched my son's world come apart. Yeah, and one Literally. of your, what I thought was your strongest character, and I'm mm -hmm. not going to give anything away, turns out to be the most fragile character in the entire movie. Yeah, that's great. Yeah. Yeah, that's great. Well, you know what? Apart from the movie, uh, during this time, I mean, you got to remember all these kids are going through this and the suicide rate. And uh, we were talking earlier, you know, try to get a counselor for your children or anything to get them help. I mean, it's impossible because everybody's so booked. But this movie really brought it home. And I got to tell you something. Um, <clears throat> these characters did not seem to me like they were, and I, we've said this before, first time characters. I mean, I kind of was living the, the movie. Yeah. You know, it was one of those movies where you just all of a sudden you're you're there right there with them. That's great. And you, you mentioned um, counselors. What we uh, early on before we decided, shot the movie, before I finished writing, I, I knew that like this isn't my story. This was not one of those screenplays where I could just sit down and do some cool stuff on a keyboard and go, "Ooh, this is me writing this thing." It wasn't my story, so. I had to kind of set my ego aside and go, I need to just listen to some kids who are like my son dealing with this. So we set up interviews with about 75 teenagers. And then around the second or third one, I forget, this beautiful young lady started just bawling in front of me. And then I started crying. And then I realized I can't be doing this. Like this is, this is kind of, we need counselors present for this. This was, the, I didn't realize what I had stepped in. It was so bigger than you. It was bigger than even I imagined. Right. So uh, we ended up doing uh, a meeting with a, a nonprofit agency that deals with at-risk teens. It was, it's called Core Experience. Debbie Damano, Christy Wycamp, these beautiful Core ladies. Core Experience. Core, C-O-U-R Experience. And Core they're experience. in LA? They're in Sacramento, okay. but they have offices everywhere. They have like satellite offices in all the major And what cities. do they do really? I'm so they work thing. with at-risk teens, giving them tools to get through those tough moments where they're thinking about hurting themselves. And, and so I spoke to them, I told them what we were doing and they freaked. They were like, this is exactly, and it was them who came and sat down with me and said, Paul, you're onto something that nobody else understands. It's a tsunami that hasn't even broken yet. And we're still, everyone thinks, oh, they're back in school. It's okay now. It's not okay. It, the, the tsunami hasn't totally broken yet. And there, we're going to see the effects of this subject matter, unfortunately, play out over years to well, come. Well, I, I think the damage has been done. For, for sure. It, it is not fully recoverable. Right. Right. You, yeah. you know, my, the whole thing with Amy and Nate in this, this thing, you guys, this is a musical. I mean, mm -hmm. it, 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 and they've got, I mean, some really cool music and it's all 
fresh and new and real. It's not, they, they didn't buy the music. I mean, they created it, right? Mm -hmm. So you hear- Hammer to that point, let me just interject real quick. I loved when I got to the credits mm -hmm. at the end, every single song performed by, written by, it was all these guys. Yeah. yeah. It's, all, yeah. it's all them. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Amy Amazing. Addison Bowman, right? Yeah. She mm -hmm. she's saying yeah. everybody did what they did. I mean, Amazing. it was very very creative from a perspective of uh, mm -hmm. what Paul said. They all did it from within. They didn't go outside. Mm -hmm. They everything was. I mean, they were eating sandwiches on the ground because I mean they didn't have a huge. I mean, most of these films that we talk about, you know, they say, oh yeah, well the, it was a seventy million dollar flick. Well. $700,000 was catering, okay? <laughs> yeah. You know, so so for what they did this this film at and for what they what they gave and what they got. I mean, guys, let me tell you something. This is a movie you can't miss. Mm -hmm. I mean, I can't uh tell you enough. It's probably my favorite uh one that I've even though it's a 2022 is re released uh, January 13th. Uh, and you guys are just seeing it. Um, but uh, for last year, including it, it's probably my favorite. And I think it's it just really hits home on, on, on how you did it, Paul. Yeah, and Paul, do you see this going into a theatrical <clears throat> theater? So the, uh, the world... The world of theatrical is really tough right now. If you're yeah. not a big tent pole, you ain't, okay. you're not, you know, that's just not happening right now. Right. But look, where we are is very accessible. Like it's on Amazon Prime, it's on iTunes, it's on Google Play. It's, uh, it's literally on 20 different platforms as we speak. So that's really what we wanted to do is get it in front well, of as many people as possible. And I know it sounds self-important, but from day one, we said if, if we can get enough teens to, to sit and, and talk and with their parents by watching this movie, we have a chance to save some lives. That's and anything but self-important. Yeah, I know. I, I hear was, that. I was like, what, what, not even close. Self-important is not a, no. not a term yeah. I would have used in that okay. yeah. scenario. Thank you. Um, can I just mention one other thing? You know, Malik Youssef is a six-time Grammy Award winner that I met recently, and he saw this movie, and he said something really profound that I hadn't thought about. Um, and he, what he said was, He's like, Paul, do you realize what you've done? And I was like, I'm not sure. Talk to me. <laughs> Tell me. Yeah. He was like, so he goes, you've made a movie that I don't think could ever be done again. And he said, this is the first time I've ever seen a movie where nobody on earth needs you to explain who the bad guy is. Everyone on earth, this might be the first movie ever where everyone on the planet has a personal relationship with the bad guy, COVID, in this movie. And that kind of slapped me in the face and was like, holy shit. <laughs> like, that's, a, that's true, actually. And uh, so, yeah, I, um, yeah, we're still trying to get it. What, 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 what happened was we just went out and did something that we felt was needed and then served it up to the world. And so everybody, you know, gets to... Well, the beautiful thing is you wrote a great screenplay, uh, yeah. Paul. I mean, it's fabulous. But the other thing that I think is marvelous is that you didn't use any SAG actors at all. Mm -hmm. You guys went out and got all these people that, uh, uh, you know, are on the fringe, you know? And it was so refreshing that way to me. I mean, guys, what was your favorite actor? Or what was your favorite part? You know, the, the lead gal is awful cute, and she has a very dominant... Amy. Amy, Addison, yeah. it's Addison Bowman yeah. Is, yeah, plays Amy. That's right. Yeah. She's unbelievable. She, she's, she's unbelievable. For a non-SAG actress... Top-notch yeah. job. 
Yeah, and I think that's changing as we speak. She's I up, bet it is. Like yeah, she's getting calls. <laughs> she's there today. I, I got to tell you something. The one thing uh, everybody's seen the Fast and Furious, and the the the, the head guy's got his um, the the tough Hispanic girl that uh, you know yeah. she's Michelle Rodriguez. Know, yeah, yeah, Michelle Rodriguez. <laughs> that was Alex Felix in this thing. Exactly. She right. was that tough chick, mm-hmm. you know, but. Everybody loved her, and she was very loving. I mean, th- that scene when I won't say, but uh, they have that, you know. Yeah. Um, it's and and she pulled it off as well, if better than than. What... I mean, I do I do like that there was, you know, that. Well, am I ruining it if I say no, there was a happy it. ending? You know what I mean? Like, you know, the the, the beach scene at the end. I mean, I do. Mm-hmm. I, you know, that's where you kind of want this to go. For sure. And yeah. it is fun that also that you wove in their actual lives into music. I mean, it's like they're so tied together. Here's what we're trying to create. Oh, that's what's going on in real life right now. That's so you great. Know? Yeah. yeah. And, and the other thing I, that maybe a lot of people don't know, there's these kind of schools like the Buckley schools and all these that, that have these performing arts instead of, that's one thing America got away from. You know, they don't have the uh, wood shop and the, the metal shop and the theater classes. This is a school that, that really honed in on these kids' skills. Right. That's the beautiful thing about that. Right. right. There needs I, to be more of that. Yeah. I, I one million percent agree, yeah. and I, I think that it should be government funded and not something that you have to earn a scholarship or your parents have to pay a bunch of money so that you can be artistic. I love that. I'm just going to say this, guys. You know? um, the one movie in 2022 you got to go see is Never Alone by Paul Bunch. And I will tell you this. Um, you're 100% going to need some Kleenex. <laughs> we love you. We'll see you next time on Happening Now. How about this? I want you to be my date at the prom, and I want you to be my girlfriend, too. I just asked you ask. She said she'd think about it. What's wrong with that? If she has to think about it, then it's a no. Not necessarily. There's no school today. The staff is meeting about how to handle this new virus thing. You still need a teacher. You're an amazing musician, and I want you to be really confident in this role. What happened? I just don't think they're really happy. You guys need a real music teacher, okay? Uh, I think writing a song is a great idea. What do you want to say? I know you guys are going through a lot. I have an idea. I'm going to log on to Zoom every evening, tune in, and I'll be there playing. So you don't have to be alone anymore. Y'all have got to check out Never Alone. It is on all streaming services. It is a fantastic film. You don't want to miss it. Never Alone. Got to see it. And spread the word. It's an important film that you'll love. Never Alone, you guys.